Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dunkin' Dunkin' Action Podcast, where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. Now, this is episode number 18, where we're going to be going over the February 12th edition of the Wednesday Night War. <laughs> what a very, good, yeah. very good weekend. Oh, uh, very good Wednesday of wrestling. Yes, it was. Yes, um, I do have to say, we have a little bit of news beforehand. Um, yeah, we missed something the other day. Yeah, it happened. Don't. It actually happened Tuesday, and we completely skipped over it, but it was some pretty big news. Rock's daughter is now the first ever fourth generation WWE superstar because she just signed a performance center deal. That's awesome. That yeah. is so good. And it's funny too because they did the um um what's that talking show that they do? Um backstage? Backstage. Yeah. So they did backstage and you know people Charlotte Flair was on I guess this week. Yeah. And they asked her what you know what advice would you give her? She's like, what What advice can I give her? You know, I'm just going to tell her that, you know, make it on your own. Make it and, on your and, own, but and, also listen to your dad. Well, no. They were saying to listen to the people at the performance center because they're going to be harsher on her than her dad is. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Listen to Bloom. Listen yep. to uh, all the guys there. Hopefully at this at this point, Natalia's down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I One of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. Exactly. So, and she comes from a, a, a long lineage of yeah. coming from a family as well. So, from the Hivea to yeah. Johnson to The Rock, yeah, and now her, yeah. But I'm talking about uh, Natalia, true, yeah, yeah, yeah the Hart Dynasty, the Hart Dynasty, I mean, yeah. She, she's uh, her dad was Jim she, the Anvil Nightheart, that's right, and Jim. then her uncle <laughs> is Bret Hart, Bret Hart, Davy Boy Smith, yeah, Owen Hart, her grandfather, <clears throat> Stu Hart, yeah, you know what I mean? So, if there's somebody you can learn from. As far as in-ring technicalities, it, it would be her. But as far as like keeping all the voices out of your head, just be you. Don't yeah, worry exactly. about, Don't be, worry about being. Don't the rock. become the female version of the Rock. Correct, because the Rock didn't become. Because if you do see flair tendencies in Charlotte, yes, but Charlotte is her own character. But Charlotte built herself before she became Charlotte exactly. Flair. She was Charlotte with brown hair. Yeah, completely different when she first entered. Yeah. Then she became a Charlotte Flair. Flair. Exactly. She built up who she was before yeah. she became she Charlotte She was part of the Flair. four horsewomen before she was Charlotte Flair. Exactly. So same advice should be given to, you know, Dwayne's daughter. You know, Dwayne didn't come into the WWE trying to be his father. And his father didn't come into the WWE trying to be a wild Samoan. Yeah, he wasn't no. a wild Samoan. He was a, he was a trailblazer. Yeah. The Rock took both of those things and made it work for him. Yeah. I mean, The Rock definitely caught a, a real lucky break when he ended up the Nation of Domination. You yeah. know what I mean? Real lucky break. And go back yeah. and watch some of those old vignettes. They're freaking phenomenal. The Rock's daughter yeah, but, just needs to find her But once she finds herself in the B tier oh, of man. NXT women's and she, starts to build herself up, who knows? She could be in the NXT main card in the next two years. Yeah, yeah, I think two, so. Two, two and a half years. Exactly. Um, next is more of a little bit of a speculation. Yeah, there's news. a lot of reports coming out about the yeah, Hall of Fame. The first couple of names that have been named for the Hall of Fame are the Bella Twins. Okay. Which, I don't know how deserving. I mean, they've been in the E for a long time. They've had a lot to do with the E. Yep. But do you think they're Hall of Fame worthy? You, you know my feelings on Hall of Fame. See, the thing with like something like the WWE and the Wrestling Hall of Fame, it's it's... It's placating, you know yeah. what I mean. It, it gives you some kind of like oomph because yeah. of your character and stuff like that. It's not an actual like talent-based business because I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna say it. If we're going off a of talent, Chris Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, there are things that happen outside the ring that didn't allow him to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But you know, 
if we go off a of talent, yeah, we're not going off a of talent. We're going no, off we're of going what these off character of works and 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 the stories that they were in and what they did within the squared circle to build their characters. And subsequently, the Bella Twins have done a great job of promoting themselves outside of the WWE, yeah. but still keeping themselves attached to the E the entire time. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're deserving because of their characters. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, because you got to think about the other people who've already been announced. Dave Batista mm-hmm. and the NWO. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you've got to get a strong female and in you have, there. You have two. And Bring you got two belt. right there. And, and then, then I like and this next a one. legend. I love this a one. A legend in professional wrestling had a bunch to do with WCW, but the one match in WWE made him eligible, and that's Jushin Thunder Liger. I love it. I love Jushin Thunder Jushin Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger had, I think it was like five decades of professional wrestling yeah, between, under his belt between New Japan, ROH, WWE, WCW, WWF, NXT, all these different promotions, um, all the way back to uh, Old Japan. Yeah. Not even New Japan. Old Japan. Yeah. Five or six decades of professional wrestling under his belt, and he just wrestled his last match in New Japan a couple of weeks ago. And heels faces, no matter who you were, were in the ring giving him the send off, just like the Undertaker got. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and just we, like Ric Flair got, he is a legend yeah, of the professional wrestling bits. Ric Flair ruined that when he went to Impact, so we won't get yeah. into that discussion. Yeah, but we were just talking about his one match in NXT, which was Brooklyn One. Yeah. And that card was loaded, and that's the first match that I can remember. Uh, obviously, it's the match that opened it, and obviously you have yeah. you have Bailey Banks on there, and you have Balor Owens on there. Yeah, and you have Vaude Villains versus, the Vaude Villains uh, versus uh, Blake, Blake Murphy. Murphy. And, and that was when Alexa Bliss was a... Yes, when was she a, was a uh, valet. Yeah. And then um, the other match that was on there was uh, Samoa Joe versus Baron Corbin. That was the yeah. main card. Yeah. But that opening match between Breeze... Yeah, Tyler Breeze and, and someone who... Announced like the week before, like oh yeah, but it was like a whole like New Japan style pro uh like video package yeah. where Jushin Thunder Liger is gonna be in the WWE. Yeah, and it, Liger comes out, hits all his spots. Breeze gets obviously a little bit of offense, offense in, but Liger goes but, over. S- yes, I'm gonna announce this right now. You and I have talked about this before in the past, where we want to start doing review of old pay per views. I want to do that one first. Yeah, that'll be my first 100%. one. Hundred percent. I mean, first NXT one at least. No, my first one. Period. Brooklyn one. Brooklyn one. Brooklyn okay. one. I think is the one that put really put NXT yeah. on the map. It was the first like takeover city name. So like they had takeover R Evolution, takeover yeah. Fatal Four Way, yes. and all that such, where every match was a but Fatal Four Way. Like, but this was like the first city. Yes, where, where they takeover Brooklyn they, one. They they put their their stamp at the Barclays Center yeah. on a map somewhere outside of Full Sail Arena. I, I would do this one first. I'd like to do some of the old ones, you know, like uh, the In Your House. In Your House 92. Bad Blood with um, um, Undertaker and um, Michaels in a Hell in a Cell match, the introduction yeah. of Kane. Yeah. It's Kane. It's Kane. That's got to be Kane. You yeah. know what I mean? Those are things I want to I, I wanna review. But we got to do Brooklyn 1 because if Jushin Thunder Liger is getting into the Hall of Fame, I'd like to talk a little bit more about his career because, like you said, five decades in the professional business, it He's an incredible talent, and he's wrestled everybody all over the world. Oh yeah, there isn't again. There isn't a country, a, there or isn't, there isn't a continent he hasn't wrestled. Yeah, in. and there isn't there isn't a face or a heel who he really hasn't faced who who is a true technical 
master of the sport. I'm yeah. not saying he went into the ring with your Hulk Hogan's and Randy Savage's. I don't know if he had matches with those guys. I don't know but I know did. there's matches that he had against Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko and stunning Steve Austin. There, yeah. He's had matches with everybody. Yeah. So this is the type of guy who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Remember, like we were just saying five minutes ago, we were talking about how there's characters who get into the Hall of Fame because they're characters. And then like, characters because they get in because of their wrestling prowess. Because of their prowess. Yeah. And that's who Jushin Thunder Liger is. Yeah. His prowess alone yeah. deserves him being in this Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's retired. Stay retired. Retire the mask. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, one person I'd like to see get in, he's not going to get in this year because they're only going to put in one luchador a year. Um, Post-hominously, they need to put Lepaker in, though. Yeah. I want something for him, you know what I mean? Every year with the Oscars, the Oscars just passed, and we didn't really talk much about that stuff. But they do their in memorum and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I'm not sure if the E does that every year. I don't know if they do. I've never I've never sat I've never, down and I've watched, never watched the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. Yeah. So that's one of those things. I've where, caught the highlights that they showed her in Mania or whatever, but yeah. I've never sat down and watched a Hall of Fame ceremony. From start to, start to finish. Yeah. So Which I don't know if they normally do it. they happen it happens on like a Thursday. Well, this year it's gonna happen on a Thursday because they have Friday night SmackDown. Yeah, and then, and then they have Takeover, Takeover and then they have Mania. Mania, yeah. So unless they do it at like midday on Saturday or Sunday, which I don't weird think they schedule. do. It'd be very weird schedule. Because then they'd have to break down all that and set up for Portland. Yeah. So anyway. Now that we've moved on not from Portland, that, Tampa. let's uh, not Portland, Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Um, Portland is Portland is this, this weekend. weekend. Yeah, oh. which we'll talk about that card in a little bit. Yes. Well, they broke again from the uh, from the normal normalcy. There's six matches on this card. I know they had four on War Games, so they're gonna have six on this one. Okay, <clears throat> I'm fine with it. So we're gonna start with our NXT recap. Um, you can tell that we have a lot to say this week. Mm. Um, NXT was very very solid. Yeah, even for. Right from the opening, Roderick Strong yeah. walks right down to the ring by himself, and he, he basically says, grabs the mic. I don't need these guys. D- d- no, no disrespect, no disrespect to my brothers in the E, but this isn't about the, the undisputed era. No, this is this about is me. me and my family and, and dream. you, Dream, who disrespected me. Yeah, and then Bronson Reed comes out. Dude. Yeah, Bronson Reed was like, "You disrespected me when you drop kicked me last week." Yeah, and now. I want to fight match. you. Yeah. And he runs into the ring, and they almost both run right over the referee. Yeah. The referee's like, I got to get in here. I got to get in the way. Really good match. Yeah. Typical big man versus small man match. The big man's controlling the match pretty much the entire length of it, hitting every big move. And basically, the small guy just uses the other guy's momentum against him. Mm-hmm. And the match really doesn't turn into the favor of... Um, Roger Strong. Strong until they get to the outside, and Reed gets put into the stairs. Yeah, and, and it was at- also... Kind of towards the end of the match, which kind of tipped Strong off, that kind of got him to finish the match, is it turned purple. Yes. Because of the dream. Yeah. Well, what happened was Bronson Reed hit a Suicina as soon as it turned purple. And then Bronson Reed rolled him into the ring and went to the top rope like he was going to hit his frog splash. And he got hit with a superb knee. Yeah. Right to the chin. Yeah. And I didn't think that was going to be the end of the match. Yeah. But one, two, three, match is over. Yeah. And then you get the promo from Dream. And... I'll give you props. I'll give you a, I'll give you a Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. Um, that's what we're gonna say. Our applause is now. It's not a. It's not an applause. It's, it's a Tommaso Ciampa. It's, it's a Ciampa. Um, you called it. Moro Ronaldo mentioned the Rick Rude versus Jake. Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes. Uh, match or like feud. Yes. In the same way where, um, they doing the they have the Marina the, and yes. call me up Marina. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like I said, 
WWE, WWF, likes to recycle storylines. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it, especially when you're talking about a storyline that's over 40 years old at this point. Not many people who are going to remember that. Yeah. I remember it because, you know, I enjoy looking back at old matches. Jake the Snake Roberts is one of my favorite heels of all time. Yeah. But this was a point in which Jake wasn't a heel. He was actually more of a face because Rick Rude was such a dastardly person and had his wife's face on his crotch and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a little different. They don't have Marina's face on. No, it's Dream's on his crotch, but it's but on, on his, his legs. ass. But no, Marina's call me Marina's on his ass, and yeah. he's got the the son and everything like that. Yeah, and he include his kids. Yes, and and he's like, listen, you tried to take me out, and I can't say if something happens to you, I'll, I'll make sure that Marina is taken care of. Don't I'll you? T- I'll make sure Marina and your son are taken oh, care man. of. And you can so see how mad. incensed yeah. he got. Yeah. That's going to be such a good match. It I is. don't think it's happening. It's next week on It's NXT. next week, yeah. It- so that's what's going to have him tune into NXT next week. Yes, but, dude, really good angle, really good way to recycle storylines. And like I said, I th- I feel like that's, a, that's one storyline WWE's recycling. When we get to SmackDown later in the week, I've already mm-hmm. said that I feel like they're recycling an old storyline from that as well, an old Sunny storyline. But again, mm-hmm. we'll get. Yeah. We'll, I've mentioned that before, and I've talked to JJ about it because JJ even hit me up about it, and it makes a lot of sense with the way the characters are being utilized right now. Mm-hmm. But I really, 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 am, I really like how NXT's done a good job where people have gotten taken off TV for a couple of weeks, and then they come right back, and everything just goes seamless. Like yeah. Gargano. And Bala, everybody wanted that match at War Games. Everybody wanted that match at War Games. He got hurt. He had a match with Riddle. Got hurt. So Riddle stepped in, had his match. Bala went over, and Bala just continued to maintain steam. And then how do you do it? You seamlessly bring Gargano back in the middle of a championship match. Yeah. How'd you bring Dream back last week? You bring him back in the middle of a, a fatal four-way between the, the group that basically took him out mm-hmm. versus... The group that, you know, would he would have been part of in war games. Yeah. So it, it's great how they kind of brought Dream back. Now it's weird because they're kind of making Dream a little bit heelish in this. They're having him be a dastardly face. Yes. So yes. The same way as Rude was a dastardly heel, he's kind of a dastardly face. Yes. He's kind of going back to the to the Dream of old. Yes. How Dream started, where yeah. he was almost a heel when he was facing Ricochet yes. and Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, next match. Well, I don't know if the first one happened in between this these two matches. Oh my god! Oh my the god! Bros- the the Broserweight stuff. No, we're gonna talk about these at all the together. End, all together because it was brilliant. Oh my god! You could tell Riddle was high through the entire thing, and Dunn couldn't deal with. Any of oh it. my god. Dunn wasn't having Actually, no. any you of You know it. what? No, we're going to talk about these in their segments, okay? The first segment, they rent a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> they drive as a trifecta because I guess now the trophy is part of the team. Yeah. They switch off. Pete Dunn is driving on the wrong side of the road because he's from... <laughs> you know, from England. From, he's from Birmingham. Yeah. Just, buddy, you can't be driving that way. And then they get pulled over by the cops. Yeah. And Matt's like, let me talk to him. Then the car gets towed. <laughs> well, you didn't tell me you didn't have a license. Well, neither do you. Yeah, but man, I made it sound better than the way you did. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure this out. Don't worry. We'll figure this out. It's just so great, man. They, yeah. just, they are such 
It's such yin an odd yang, pairing. Yin and Yang, it, it works so perfectly. 100%. So, next match, Dakota Kai versus Candice LeRae. Very, very, very good match. Yes, it was. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. LeRae got a nose busted open in this match. Yeah. You know, a very stiff kick. Yeah. These three women involved in this storyline like to beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, very stiff workers, but they're very stiff and safe workers. Because yeah. n- nobody left this match with a limp. Nobody left this match hurt. It was just no. a, one stiff kick, you know, busting her nose a little bit. And you yeah, went to commercial Kai break. The ring bell. Yeah, that was after the match. But um, when the commercial break, he came back and LeRae's nose wasn't, you know, dripping as much anymore. And the referee had his gloves on and stuff. Very hard hitting match. Went went very well. Lorey had her in a submission hold, and like a heel would do, pinned her to the floor, held the tights a little bit. Mm-hmm. One, two, three on a quick roll up. Yeah, and Kai good roll up. Kai dodges out of the ring. Lorey chases her, and then gets her and head then, smashed into the bell, and yeah. then gets attacked by the bell. And Knox gets then Knox involved. comes in, and <laughs> they had to get pulled apart. Yep. This is going to be probably one of my favorite matches at Portland. Dude, the crowd was t- chanting, let them fight. Yeah. Let- oh, man. Just wait till this weekend. I can't wait until this weekend. It's going to be such a good blow-off match. Up next, um, apparently there was a backstage, br- uh, not brawl, but like a-, a Mouthing. A, they were yeah, mouthing chatting, chatting a lot of shit. Um, between Johnny Gargano and Cameron Grimes. Yes, apparently it happened Sunday at a live event, at an NXT yeah. live event. And um, Cameron Grimes is like, you're overlooking everybody else in NXT. You shouldn't be overlooking us. Yeah. You know, if you, you, I got a problem with you. So they stop. So they basically. They stop bickering. Bickering, and it leads to this match. Again, another good match. Man. Another random thrown together match, this is, but it was very good. This is the first time Gargano's been in the ring since the incident with Balor. Really? This is his first match at Full Sail. Since he was put on the shelf. Wow. Yeah. And it, again, a good match. Yeah. A very good match. It uh, gets the Gargan- uh, Gargano escape. Yes. It's not the Gargano escape. It's the Gargano escape. Gargano escape. Um, And he taps him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It was a good back and forth match. It was good. Cameron Grimes obviously gets his offense in. Yeah. You know, and they keep hyping him up about how he was in the uh, breakout tournament. Yeah. How he was, he, was the, he was the runner up. Yep. And they don't mention the winner anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, ACH. Yeah. Deuces, Cam, uh, Smiley. Yep. Uh, Jordan Miles. Jordan Miles. Um, but it was a good match. Cameron Grimes definitely gets a good rub from even being in this match. And um, I can't, I, I just can't wait. I cannot wait for Portland, for Gargano, Ballard. Ballard. I cannot wait. It's going to be yeah. so good. Up next, number one contendership, or was this the next segment of the backstage? We'll the ne- put it here. Th- this was the next segment. Um, weren't they on a boat? Yes. <laughs> a freaking boat. And they were trying to get to Portland on a on boat. boat. And Dunn was like, it doesn't work like that. We're on one coast. Portland's on the other coast. What are you doing? Oh. Wasn't it like one of those like pedal boats? Pretty much. God, he is so. They are so good. Yeah, they are. So when good. they were first put together, I was like, "Oh, this isn't gonna last." It's lasted, and honestly, if they won the titles at Portland, I would not be against it. Neither would I. I would not be against it at all. It'd be another thrown together tag team with the belts, but I don't care. Oh, I don't man. care at all. Yeah, so good, so good. Now, number one contenders match. Very, very, very good match. They had a backstage segment before this too. Where Garza was being interviewed, 
and Rush basically said, you know, you got in my head the first time. It's not going to happen this time. I'm going to beat you. Yeah. And I'm going to get back my title because I've been thinking about my title ever since I lost it. Yeah. And Garza tried getting in his head at the very beginning of the match. Yeah. Didn't work. Nope. No. Leo Rush won. Didn't he win by roll up too? Roll up. Yeah. Which, as a face, I don't like it as much. The heel Kai doing it, I get it. But as a face trying to get when it would be 100% a Garza move to roll him up. Yeah, it would be 100% a Garza move. But um, I didn't see this match really. I, I don't know how they were going to do a clean finish to keep Garza strong. You know what I mean? He can't take like a... He can't take like a big move. And he can't take a six thirty. He can't take the the big splash. Yeah, I mean, he took a splash on the outside. Yeah, so he was weakened throughout the course of the match. But you know, he went to go. I think he went to go hit the wing clipper, and um, um rush reversed rush it reversed and, it and, and rolled him up. up into a small package. Yeah, which again, it's a it's it's an interesting way to do a roll up. Um, it just again, it, it was a roll it's up. Not finish. a surprise roll up out of nowhere. Well, it kind of is a surprise roll up because he's he's reversing something. Well, it's not like an ob- well, it's I, not like an obvious crucifix roll up. Yes, correct. So, Rush wins the number one contendership at the top of the ramp, and of course, Jordan Devlin, the ace, the Irish ace, comes he in. Says never bet against an ace. That's right, and they're gonna have their match uh, next week. Next week, yes, on NXT. Yeah, and I'm excited to see this match. Personally, I would love to see these guys in a triple threat. Garza didn't lose his belt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Un- unless this is the way to get Garza more onto Raw. <laughs> yeah, it could be his transition. But I like, I- I- I'm interested to see the dynamic between Rush and um the Irish Ace. Very different styles. I just want to see the Irish Ace just hit him, catch him just right with the devil, in- the devil, devil inside. Devil inside, yeah. And-, and the match. Yeah. Like reverse, like I, I know that Rush hits that springboard. Uh, like stunner, springboard stunner, yeah. Just catch, catch him, him there, just right. Devil inside, yeah. That's probably winner. how they finish the match. Ah, uh, that's a tough, that's a tough transition, man. We'll see how it works. But they got two week, they got over a week to do it. Yeah, we'll Neither see. Neither of them are on takeover. No, you're right, you're right. Um, up next, Bianca Belair defeats Santana Garrett. Yep. Uh, very quick match. Before this match, um, Belair actually cut a promo and she says, "Am I invisible? I'm not invisible. I'm right here." Yeah. Um, so was this after the match? After the match. It was after the match. Yeah. She 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 finished Garrett in a pretty quick fashion. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And then she cuts a promo saying, you know, what, what am I, invisible? How, Rhea Ripley's on Raw. You know, she's looking past me. Yeah. And then, I'm standing right here. Then Ripley and comes I'm going to take that belt off of you. Rhea, Ripley comes out and essentially says, I'm looking right at you. Yeah. And I'm going to go right through you. Yes. And then she'll win at Mania, is what she's saying. I'm going to win at Mania. Yes. She gets hit with uh, Bianca Belair's finisher. Yeah. And Bianca's just walking around the ring, walking around her, her body, just flipping her hair. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a good match. Ripley's going to win. Yeah. It, because it, Belair got the up. Yep. So, anyway, uh, last Broserweight segment. Yes. Where they show up at a concourse at the in, like, the middle of the night. And they're like, Riddle's, uh, no, Dunn says, how did you get us a private plane? Real's like, don't worry about that. We'll figure it out. Now we just got to go get this and talking about the trophy. Yeah, into the into the boot, <laughs> into the boot, into the boot. And Dunn's like, please stop saying. Please that. stop saying that. Just don't call it the boot. And they put him in, the, put it in the boot, and Dunn hops in to try and pull it in. Yeah. So as soon as they get the trophy, and Dunn tries to hop back out, and Riddle kind of pushes Riddle him pushes in, him back in, jumps, jumps in, in and closes, closes the it. Door. And 
Dunn's like, what are you doing? Whose plane then, is this? And whose plane is this? And then Triple H's music hits. Yes. And he's coming out and he's getting in the ring. And then... No, he, he's getting into the plane. Into the plane. That's yes. what I meant. Into the plane. And as they were flying away, you can hear Riddle saying, I told you we'd get to Portland. Yes. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, these guys are so funny. They're, they work so well together. And now another match that stems from the backstage attacks last week. Adam Cole versus Kushida. Kushida, oh which my. is a, such a good match. Wow. Dude, Kushida had that hoverboard lock on for like... At least two minutes. I know. I know. And the way that the way they were able to transition out of that and make, make this match finish the way it did, Kushida looked so strong in this match. He yeah, was even though he super, ate the last shot at the end of the match, yeah, he, he still was looked super, super strong. aggressive in this match. Yeah. He, he was coming after Cole. He, want, he wanted revenge for what happened. And what I really liked about this is at the end... Champa comes out and he says, I'm taking back what's mine. Yeah. Now, what I liked here is nobody got the upper hand. Nope. Nope. So this match could go either way. Yeah. I love the fact that Champa's eyes never left Goldie. No. Except for when Cole picked the belt up and the nameplate that said Adam Cole was right in Champa's eyes. And then he changed his, his viewing point from Goldie right to Cole. Yeah. So, so, so Champa good. Champa is such a polished Dude, talent. Dude, and, and his promo at the um, at the PC right before this, yeah. where he's talking about like a year ago. Where I had it the, looks like he's in a classroom in Full Sail. It was a classroom that he relinquished the belt at. Yeah. Where he had the meeting with everybody. Yeah. So, so good. Oh, man. This and could he's go, saying, I want my belt back that I never I, lost. I want my life back. Yeah. I want my life. Oh, so good, man. NXT was absolutely yes. rock solid this week. Yes, it was. And you know what else was really rock solid? AEW. AEW. Oh, man. This, honestly, is probably the toughest week for us to pick a side. It is, and it goes... <sighs> Let's get through AEW. Let's go through yeah. everything that happened in AEW because, man... This... It starts off strong. I mean, it starts With off... the World Championship, t- or World Tag Championship rematch. Yes, and... The Doc Order cuts a promo in the back yeah. that makes Christopher Daniels leave Rush ringside. And, I mean, I'm hoping the leader of the Doc Order is Matt Hardy. Oh, because he's not taking his mask off yet. Yes. And it's and it's just some random person playing it for now. Yes. Because Matt Hardy officially is done with WWE. He's done with WWE, and is, after his contract, he's going to free agency. Yeah. So I hope it's Matt Hardy who's the leader of the Doc Order. He's even made, I guess, some stuff on Twitter or Instagram about it. Yeah. Um, it looks like it may end up being Christopher Daniels, though. Yeah, it could just, be. Just with the way that they're kind of playing the storyline, because at the end of this match, you figure Christopher Daniels will come back out to the ring or whatever. He doesn't. He, he never doesn't. comes back he out. He never comes back out. So, um, what a match, though. Oh, this yeah. Was, this was so good. I mean, again, four ultra-talented guys yeah. in the ring together. You know you're just going to get a great match. And it looked like Paige and Omega were on the same page. Yes. And it looked like Paige and Omega were going to lose this match, but the referee wouldn't call for the tap out because there was all four guys in the ring at yeah. once. He's like, no, I can't call the tap because this, is, this isn't... Uh... And I think it was Shavone, or it was either Excalibur or Shavone that said, it'd be a shame... For SU to lose this by DQ for not getting out of the ring. Yeah, yeah. So it was it following the rules of what's supposed to be happening in the match. Yeah. Um, I love that V trigger. Um. Oh, and as soon as he the hits lariat. that, he like he falls away. Yeah. Like he doesn't hit it and stand up strong. He like puts his heart and soul into it and f- like falls down after doing that V trigger. Dude, that V trigger. Um, 
lariat combination that yeah. those two guys do. Oh, it's, oh my god! So it's a match ender every time, and it, it has. And um, SCU obviously loses this match. Yeah, Page and Omega go over. Yep, and um, then SCU's left in the ring after Omega and Page walk away. Omega goes back up the ramp. Page goes through the, the crowd, crowd has beers. a couple of couple of beers. Um, out out come the Dark Order, and then Hybrid Two and Butcher and Blade. Uh, all the heels. Yep. And then the faces is SCU, the Bucks, and the best friends. And they come out and they just have a huge, massive brawl. And this sets up next week's match. Next week's, uh, I think it's six team elimination. Yep. Tag team uh, for the, number, team one for the number one championship. Yep. Um, Who you got coming out of that match? So right now it's Dark Order, Hybrid 2, Butcher Blade, Best Friends, Young Bucks, SCU. SCU. Honestly, Butcher and Blade. Young Bucks. Oh, and that's going to test the friendship. Our revolution, they'll be facing each other. At Revolution, they'll be facing each other. Omega, Page versus the Young Bucks. Maybe not, (laughs) because next week they're having a tag team championship match between Omega and, or between Omega and Page and the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, no, it's still going to be. The, the belts, the belt, the belts are going to change hands at Revolution. At Revolution, yeah. yeah, okay. And it's going to be Young Bucks who take the belts, and it's going to. That's where you're going to get the testing of the friendship of Omega, Omega to the Bucks and, and Omega and Page. Page. And I think, hear me out, they're not going to turn Page heel. They'll <laughs> turn, turn Omega, Omega heel. and the Bucks heel. Yes, yes. I could see it. That's what I think they're going to. And then with we'll this. have a blood feud between Page and Omega. Correct. But Page will always, I mean, Omega will always have the Bucks at his back now. Yeah. And Page, because he's kind of segregated <coughs> himself from the rest of the elite, has no one. Correct. So he'll have to find somebody to back him. But he'll have the Bucks to back him because the Bucks are going to go heel. No, I'm talking Page. Oh, Page, Page, Page. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he'll have Cody to back him. Cody's a face. Correct. He'll back Page. Okay. Yeah. Cody. Cody and Dustin will back Page. Correct. There's your three on three right there. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. And then you know what I mean. And then that'll allow them to stay out of the main title picture for a little bit, as you continue to build everything with Moxley and, and Pac, Pac and all that and stuff. Jericho. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Up next, very good match. Very good match with the wrong Sim- way. Yeah, definitely. I'm sick of seeing... Dustin circle, didn't need that win. Sammy Guevara needed that win. Well, it's not even that. The inner circle needed that win. Yeah. They're supposed to be the most dangerous heel faction in AEW. Yeah. When was the last time they actually had, like, a, a win? Um, They didn't win with Ortiz. Nope. Um, Which was later on in the evening. Yeah. They didn't win last week with Santana. Or they didn't we- win last week with Ortiz. They didn't win this week with Santana. Last time was probably Jericho's win. Yeah. Because Hager's not wrestled a match yet. Nope. Um, well, that almost changes because um, Dustin called Hager Jericho's bitch and challenged him to a match, like an actual fight at, at Revolution. Revolution. Which I'm looking forward to. We're going to see Jack Swagger versus Goldust. Yeah. That's cool as shit, man. But like... The better versions of them, Jake Hager yeah. versus Natural Dustin Rose. Yes, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! Goldust is the peak. No, of I Dustin think Rhodes. the pervert is the peak of Dustin Rhodes. No, no. the creeper. 
The creeper from, from WCW? WCW? No. No. Go... Dustin Rhodes would not have a wrestling career right now. I know. If it, it wasn't for Goldust. And and he kept that Goldust character relevant for 20 plus years. Yeah, true. He was an Intercontinental Champion with Goldust. He, he was had a tag team. He was a tag team champion with Goldust. I think he won a European title with Goldust. He had one of the best backlot brawls ever against Roddy Roddy Piper with Goldust. He was in multiple different storylines with Goldust. I'm telling you. If it wasn't for Dustin's work as Goldust, he wouldn't be as relevant in the wrestling industri- industry as he, is as he is now because it proved that he could do anything with any character, man. You know what I mean? The one he didn't want to do, which was the pervert. Yeah. Like, th- that would have killed his career if he continued to try to push that. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm super excited to see Hager and Dustin Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah. It's going to be so good. Yeah. And here's my girl, man. Britt Baker. Oh, my God. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Oh, my God. This is Shivoni. This is everybody. And Texas. Everybody. I thought it was really kind of funny and cool that she just, she blabbled on about all this dentist knowledge yeah. that no one got, yeah. which is awesome. It's almost like when heels talk other languages. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's perfect. But it, but it was still English, but it was... A different language. It was dental language. Yeah, it's stuff that the common person isn't going to know exactly. about. Incisors and molars and yeah. all this other stuff. And number nineteen. Yeah, you know the second mo- the second right molar. Yeah, like Brett, we don't know what the frick you're talking about. Yeah, so good. She is she is so good as a heel, and I can't wait for her to face the winner of this last match that just happened over here with yeah, Rio and Nyla match. Rose. Rio Nyla Rose for the world. When- uh, women's championship. Yep, and Nyla we have a new Rose is the champion. champion. Oh my god! Yeah, and then I love when she came to the back. We'll we'll talk about this match. Um, Rio had a lot of offense. She did, but it just isn't enough when you're no. a smaller person facing yeah. someone the size of Nyla Rose, especially because she's like less than a hundred pounds. Yeah. So um, no matter what she put into this, Nyla Rose, man, she just she dominated. Yeah. And then she hit that that sit out power bomb kind of thing. Yep. Holy crap! That is such a good finish. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, um, she, Rose went to the back and was met with Omega and the rest of the women's division. Yeah. And she Tony was Khan like, was there too. Yeah. And Khan didn't know whether or not to hug her or like, give her a handshake yeah. or anything like that. So it was kind of like one of them awkward, like in between hug things that yeah. people do. And dude, um, so pretty much book it. Omega versus Rose. Book it. Ah, uh, I'd love it to happen. It's not going to happen. If anyone's going to do it, it's AEW. Yeah. They're going to do a true intergender match. Well, if they were going to do a true intergender match or true intergender wrestling, they would have had more stuff between Janela and Penelope Ford and Kit Sabian. Because Janela and Ford, they obviously are previously had a relationship. They broke up. They're still close. They're still friends. That's why they're working this angle so well together. Yeah, but this is... Nyla Rose versus Kenny Omega could be an actual match. Yeah, but... (sighs) Did you know that uh, Riho versus Kenny Omega was happening? Match? Yeah, when she was like 12 she years old eight. or something. Eight. There we go. Yeah. yeah. And she defeated Kenny Omega in Japan. All right. So, how's this? Why don't we just do Riho and Omega versus Pac and Rose? Oh, God. And then have a couple segments, almost like uh, Nia Jax in the yeah. men's rumble. Yes. Have a couple moments with, with Rose and Omega. Yeah, exactly. You can't let Pac touch Riho, though, because Pac would break Riho. 
he would unless Riho's just really quick and is like sliding all off of him and stuff like that. Yeah. Hits one quick Hurricane Rana and then tags. I could see it. I could see that. That could be a match in a couple of months. Yeah. They'd have to build for something like that. Unless they turn Omega heel. True. So we'll, Which that would completely change the... But back to the Smash. Smash was so good. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was really good. It was nice to see the title change. Um, yeah. I felt like the title was a little stagnant on Riho. It was. Because um, Riho's such a small wrestler. Yeah. It's kind of like they're always going to put her over because it's like David versus Goliath. Yeah. Because everyone's bigger than her. But now that you have someone on a large, a larger wrestler, you'll be able to put it on those more medium-sized girls like uh, Britt Baker, Chris Statlander. Yep. Um, and then other larger like uh, Karma. Yep. Or if you decide to go this way, put it on Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. We'll see. Um, it was given an A by Bleacher. Okay. Oh, so it was um, a good deserved. match. It, 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 how's this? It was Nyla Rose's best match so far. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Jungle Boy versus Michael uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Um, obviously Wardlow played a played a big role in of this with the, with the ring. Of course. Um, Jungle Boy looked good in this match. He did. He did. I mean, he's very flexible. Yeah. Yes. He's ve- not flexible. He's very bendable. Yeah. Well, that's flexible. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying he got bent out of shape way too many times. Yeah. Listen, you're going to put Jungle Boy in a match. Um, He's going to be able to do what he does to make the other guy look so much more dangerous because that's what Jungle Boy does. Yeah. MJF obviously goes over because you don't need him losing coming into Revolution. Yep. And you know that next week you have the buildup between Wardlow, Wardlow and Cody and Cody and Steel Cage. So, um... It was the right move. Jungle Boy can eat the loss here. MJF yeah. can look m- more and more powerful. And then afterwards, Wardlow comes in and hits hits his massive move. Oh, and I love Maxwell Jacob Freeman's finisher, the double cross. Yes. And it's a crossroads. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's just a play, man. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a play. And then Wardlow comes in, hits some move. I can't remember. Was it a bom- uh, powerbomb of some sort? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt rush in to kind of check shoo up. him off. Yeah. Um, it was a good match. Yeah, it was. It was, a- it was entertaining. It was what it's supposed to be. It built MJF up as more of a dastardly heel. Keeps Wardlow with the heat on him, and you know next week Wardlow's gonna get his comeuppance. Um, yeah, Wardlow's gonna beat uh Cody in that match. Okay, because Cody's gonna beat MJF at Revolution. Okay, all right. The eye versus eye match. Eye for an eye match. <sighs> John Moxley versus Santana. So good. They were targeting each other's eyes the entire match. Yeah, they but were Santana targeting the one was good more, eye. Santana is so passionate. Yeah, his promo with Chavoni. No, it was with Jim Ross. With Jim Ross, yeah, the, the, talking the, about his father, how MC, his father lost yep. his uh, lost his eyesight, and he never was able to tell his father, "I love you." No yeah. last goodbye. Yep, um, because he lost his father to his blindness. Yep, and it was an empty arena interview that he had. had. Yeah, oh, it was so good, man. It just proves that he can he can just talk, and it was so good. Yeah, it was so different. It was different from anything else. It's it's good to see that even though they're part of the inner circle and they're tag team of the inner circle, they're actually getting their time on the mic. Yes, because otherwise they wouldn't be the one talking. And that's the thing is, the inner inner circle was watching this match from a press box the entire time. Yeah. So, oh, and before this match, um, Jericho basically said that next week, Moxley, you're gonna get a tour of the islands. Because our newest member, Jeff, Jeff Cobb, will be yes. here. And kind of just foreshadowing that he'd be here next week. Yeah. Well, no. Because yeah. once this match was over, 
cop shows and up. The paradigm shift is hit. Match is over. Ortiz comes in and attacks Moxley, and the rest of the inner circle come down. Moxley got no offense during that attack. Nope. And then they're all standing over him. Um, Juice effect is hit. Guevara hits a splash or whatever. Then Jeff Cobb comes down and hits the biggest tour of the islands I've ever seen. I've seen the tour of the islands live at a six, seven hundred person show. It is devastating. Yeah. And just, oh my God. The inner circle has grown to six. Yeah, it's going to be a good match. Yeah, it is. And it was funny too because going back to the interview with Santana, he goes, none of this would have happened if if Moxley would have just been part of the inner circle. Yeah. He wouldn't have to be worrying about his eyes. And and my problems in my life wouldn't be happening right now if Moxley wouldn't have just joined the inner circle. Joined the inner circle, yeah. So, now that we have finished our AEW recap, I'm going to say this right now. If NXT was not a go home and had so much riding on this, AEW would have won for the AEW week. won this week for me. I would give it to NXT. Okay, I give it to AEW. I just I enjoyed every match throughout. Every segment was really good. Um, see, that's the thing. There was nothing. There was no down points for NXT either. No, I know. I, I'd say this could be our first tie. I'm not. We, I, I don't. I don't play that tie. No, no. Neither do I. Yeah. That's why I'm giving it NXT. You're giving it AEW. Yeah, exactly. Because th- these are like my kids. I'm not gonna pick a. Oh, this isn't like my kids. I'm not gonna pick a favorite. Yeah. yeah I have to pick a favorite here. A- AEW. I, I'll give it to AEW this week. I enjoyed the storybook elements of Santana's interview with Jim Ross. I enjoyed from the first match all the way through. The Dark Order segment was really good. That's starting to get really good. Yeah, Dark Order is actually starting to get a lot less. My uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker is becoming one of my favorite characters on any wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Every time she gets on TV, we I'm always super excited we were about putting it. it down for a while. The AEW Women's Division. Yeah, and it's, it's just automatically just flipped on its head. Yeah, well, it's because they look. They have. They have a template to go look at. That's the thing. Yeah, it's they a have lot the of, NXT Women's Division. <clears throat> they have WWE's Women's Division. They don't yeah. have to just look at NXT. They can look at things that are happening in, in WWE. But I, I enjoyed. I really enjoyed AEW. I went back and uh, I had the day off from work today, and I went back and I rewatched it, and I rewatched NXT. And they were both really good. Just AEW just eked it out a little bit for me, especially with the end. You know yeah, what I mean? I'll give you that. Um, so yeah, that basically finishes this episode off. Nope. NXT. Portland. Portland. We do have the Portland card to go over. Yes. I completely slipped on that. That's okay. All right. So we will start with our two grudge matches, and then we will go through the championship cards. Okay. Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. Um Dakota Kai wins this match. Okay, I'm going the other way. I, I think Knox is gonna win this match. Okay. I, I think Knox is gonna win this match with the shiniest of shiny wizards. So you're saying that Tegan Knox is gonna win with the shining wizard, and I'm gonna say Dakota Kai is going to win with a cross face with the knee brace. Okay. Alright. So a submission. Uh Gargano versus Balor. 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 I love myself some Johnny Gargano. I know Julian loves some Johnny Gargano. He does. But there's no way you can have Balor lose this match. No way. No way. It'll kill his character. Yes. You're, you're, how's this? You're building Balor's character to give someone a rub the same way you've built Brock Lesnar's character to give mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre a rub. Yeah. That's what you're doing right now. And you want to know what would be even better is if Balor came out as the demon, but all black and white. 
No red, nothing. Like the hit, like when he was Venom yes. in New Japan. Yes. He came out as the Venom demon when he was the leader of the Bullet Club. That's right. No color, just black and white. He just comes out and he doesn't even mess around. Yeah, I could see that. All right. Let's do tag team, then we'll do singles belts. Okay. Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights. Broserweights. I agree. I think the Broserweights are going to win this belts. Yep. And I think this is going to, again, begin the downfall of the Undisputed Era. Yes. Yes. North American title. Keith Lee versus Dominic Dajakovic. Okay. So the package with Mark Henry talking about all the big guys in WWE history and then talking about these two. Did you did you see that highlight package? No, I didn't. Dude, he's talking about how like, you know, Andre the Giant and obviously himself and Kane and Undertaker, how they're all these big guys. And then he's talking about Keith Lee, you know, 320, moving around like someone in the 205 division. And uh, Dominic Dijakovic doing over-the-top planches and all this other stuff and how these guys are the future of the division. This match will will end with Lee still as the champion. They're not going to take the belt off Lee yet. No, but it's going to end with a handshake. Yes, it's going to end with a handshake. Um, Lee retains his title in this match, and this is the match of the night. Yeah, I can agree with that. This is the match of the night. They yeah. have so much work from these two guys, not only in the E, but independently, these guys have put on four star matches, five star matches. Yeah, they put on they put on one of the first five star matches from PWG Battle of Los Angeles, yes. 2016. Yes. Um. So, this is the match of the night. Lee retains. I agree. Okay. Yeah. NXT Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair in a good match. Uh, Rhea retains. Rhea's gonna retain because she's gonna carry that belt to WrestleMania and, and she's through WrestleMania and through WrestleMania because she's gonna beat Charlotte Flair. On yes. Yeah, I can agree with you. NXT Championship. Adam Cole versus Thomas Ochampa. <sighs> See, here's my thing. Is I want Champa to win this This belt. is an easy answer for me. I want Champa to win this belt. But if Redragon is losing their tag team championship, there is going to be some shenanigans to keep this storyline going all the way to Mania. Champa wins that belt. Wow. Champa wins that belt. And Champa faces Balor at Mania weekend. Balor wins that belt at Mania. One on one. One on one. Okay. Oh, to avenge to avenge Gargano mm-hmm. because he's going to decimate Gargano. Yeah. I like I, I I like that. But you're taking all the belts now off the E. Yeah. The the UE. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because the UE are going to get called up. Okay. Before Mania, and they're going to have a four on four match at Mania. They're gonna they're gonna short build it. Okay. Well, no, they won't. I lied. They'll bring. They'll probably bring Cole up. They'll bring Cole up to have a match with somebody. But who? Let's possibly. not fantasy book this right now. Okay, I was okay. gonna say possibly returning AJ. No, no. Hmm. We'll fantasy book this in the future. Yeah. After yeah. after, after Portland, Portland, we'll fantasy we'll, book. We'll start it. talking about what's gonna happen after the res- right. after we go over the results. All right. You flip me. I'll go with Champa as well. That, okay. the, that the error is going to lose everything. So the so only match we're the different only match on we're is Tegan Ox. is Tegan Ox and Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. That's what we tend to do is we flip one match. Yeah. So um, I'm right. interested to see this pay-per-view. I'm very excited for this pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm excited ready. it's on a Sunday. Yeah. It's going to fu- it's gonna get like the, the bright lights of the Sunday night. Yes. Yes. Um, so that basically finishes this episode off now. Yep. Officially. Officially. Um, obviously, go fi- follow us over on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we will be, fingers crossed, posting more often. 
um, if I can actually get off my lazy ass and start posting. I've just been busy all yeah. altogether. Yeah, so. so not a problem. Single um, dad life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so that basically finishes this off, obviously. Um, give us any feedback, comments, questions, concerns. Um, you can hit us up both on our personals or over on the business pages. Yep. Um, this has been a Double Doink production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.